broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Wow, this is uh, very interesting. This is uh, great news here. We had uh, Montana Governor Greg Gianforte on the show with us yesterday in our 9 o'clock hour of the program. And, of course, he was uh, very excited to talk about the tax relief bills that are moving through the legislative process in Helena. He says uh, that that we could see tax relief bills on his desk within a couple of weeks. So we were talking about that yesterday. He said it's a very simple premise. We overcharged the people in Montana. We need to give it back. Uh, so anyway, you look at it, a total package of these tax reform bills. The governor said we're going to give a billion dollars back to Montanans in permanent rate reductions and rebates. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people are, are like, okay, when's, when's it coming? When's it happening? When's it happening? And so, you know, he, yesterday he, he felt very good about, well, I think within a couple of weeks th- this might be on my desk. Well, uh, hey, <laughs> wait no longer because last night I got the news from – uh, the uh, Republican supermajority in the state legislature, the Montana legislature, passes over $1 billion in tax relief. Not only that, but uh, several Republican priority bills are headed to Governor Greg Gianforte's uh, desk here. How much relief are we talking? Well, as the governor pointed out yesterday, Yellowstone County, if you're listening to KBUL right now, $45 million in tax relief that will be staying in your pockets. Gallatin County, over $49 million. Uh, The governor also uh, talked about Flathead County in particular yesterday as well. Uh, Let's see. We're talking about, uh, oh, oh, in Missoula County, over $34 million. I think he said something like, what, uh, uh, close to to 30 for the Flathead as well. Uh, But anyway, the full audio, uh, full story on our Montana Talks website right now. But, yeah, that is really the big story from a Montana standpoint today is that over a billion dollars in tax relief headed to the governor's desk. Now, it'll, it'll take a few days because they have to, you know, go through the go through the bills, make sure, you know, what passed the Senate, passed the House, that they both match and make sure that uh, uh, everything is, is all buttoned up. Uh, so it, it takes a few days before it actually gets uh, to the governor's desk. And then, of course, the bill signing ceremony. And then, you know, one of the questions I have is, OK, uh, how soon will this relief show up? Will it show up in people's mailboxes? Will they get a check? Uh, obviously, the permanent uh, tax relief in terms of the, the rate reductions, well, well, that will show up when you, you, know, when you, when you actually start getting the relief uh, through the lower taxes. But what about the other re- rebates and relief? Uh, that's one of the questions we'll throw at uh, Speaker of the House Matt Regeer. He's joining us later today in our weekly legislative update from the Montana legislature. So, uh, yeah, big news. Uh, lots to talk about here in this hour of the show. Uh, we're plenty of time to take your phone calls this morning and then coming up around 820. Coming up here in about uh, about uh, 10, 15 minutes, we're going to catch up with Mark Lauder, former special assistant to President Trump, talking Western energy policy. And- 1-800-217-4380. That's 1-800-217-4380. Again, 1-800-217-4380. 
Well, I'll tell you what, we had Governor Greg Gianforte in studio with us for Wednesday's Montana Talks for the first half hour of the program and snuck in a bunch of phone calls, and the calls kept coming. Great time on Wednesday's show. we got another big show coming up for you Thursday, our weekly legislative update with Speaker of the House Matt Regeer out of Kalispell, and more time to take your phone calls. Available at Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Target, Rite Aid, and online. Navage, NAV, AGE, Clean Nose, Healthy Life. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, here's a flashback for you. Uh, Joe Biden and the White House uh, cited this inaccurate 9,000 unused permits figure more than 20 times. Repeatedly, they have lied when it comes to higher energy prices. Repeatedly, they have lied uh, about what they have done to shut down domestic American energy here in America. Uh, We're going to talk about that and much more with uh, Mark Lauder. He is now the America First Policy Institute Chief Communications Director and a former Special Assistant to President Trump. He's going to be with us here in just a few minutes. Other than that guest joining us here in just a few minutes on the show, uh, we've got the Speaker of the House uh, kicking off the 9 o'clock hour. Uh, the rest of the time, we're taking your phone calls and more, 2940970. Let me uh, let me go over some of these uh, these top eight Republican priority bills. Uh, you know, we talk the, – the big headline is this. The legislature passes over $1 billion in tax relief. Well, what does that mean? Uh, what is this $45 million in, in tax relief for Yellowstone County? What is this, you know, near $50 million in tax relief for for Gallatin County? What, what is that? What do those numbers mean? You know, $30 million in the flat. What does that mean? Well, here, here we go. Uh, the first bill on the list is House Bill 192 by Representative Bill Mercer out of Billings. This provides one-time only income tax rebates to Montanans from the state's budget surplus. Individuals will receive up to a $1,250 tax rebate. Joint filers will receive up to $2,500. The exact rebate received by an individual depends on the amount of taxes they paid in the first place, and no one will receive more in rebates than they paid in income taxes. So that's a key point. So if somebody's been sitting on the couch expecting you to pay their bills for them, uh, they're not going to get a so-called rebate check. Uh, you, the hardworking people who have overpaid your taxes, will be the ones uh, getting uh, the uh, tax rebates here. Total financial re- for, relief on that package alone is about $480 million. Uh, the second bill on this list. Second bill is uh, House Bill 222 by Representative Tom Welch out of Dillon. This is the one that provides the tax rebates for property taxes. Uh, And this is if your principal residence is here in Montana, that's who is eligible for for this. Each household that is a primary residence will receive two $500 rebates over the next two years for a total of $1,000 per household in one-time only tax rebates. 
House Bill 222 does not provide any rebates to second homes, commercial properties like short-term or long-term rentals, or out-of-state property owners. Uh, That total uh, relief package, about $284 million. Uh, And then there's some other other priority uh, Republican bills uh, that are on this list as well that are headed to the governor's desk. Uh, We'll tell you about that uh, here uh, later uh, in the morning. Uh, but first, let's get to some of your phone calls here. Two nine four zero nine seventy. Steve, calling in from the Yak. Uh, what's going on, Steve? Hey, Aaron. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, um, I was trying to find some information on that House Bill four nineteen, Jedediah Hankel Belgrade. Um, do you know if that got any traction? That was the one. Uh, these these outfits that sue against trapping, hunting, fishing, logging, all that stuff. They have no skin in the game, and with his bill. They'd have to put forth a $50,000 bond, and if they lost the lawsuit, they'd have to forfeit the bond. Oh, you know, interesting. That, did, did, did that get any traction, do you know? or Not I that I've heard. What, tell me uh-huh. the bill number again. 419. 419. And is that Jed or Caleb Hinkle? They both, they're both doing great work in Helena, by the way. Jed. That one's Jed. Okay, uh, you know, I'm going to have to go to the, what I'm going to do is uh, go to ledge.mt.gov. Then then I'm going to click laws and bills, and I'm going to search for for the bill of 419, you said, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, I might have to do it during the break that's coming up here, but just uh, based off of what you're saying here, yeah, this this seems to make sense. Uh, it's similar to these radical environmental groups that file lawsuits against logging projects, right? They file the lawsuit, and then and then they go to a liberal judge, and and really their goal is twofold. They want to stop the logging project and shut down the timber jobs and make our our forests uh, more unhealthy and more prone to wildfire. But then the second benefit they get out of it is well, then they get taxpayer funds. They get a bunch of money out of the deal. So what? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a win-win for them whether they win the lawsuit or lose it. They have no skin in the game. None. Yeah. So if you've got so, these anti-hunting groups that are using the same strategy to go after trapping or anything else, make them pony yeah. up just like you would the uh, the fake environmental groups. Makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So okay. Well, thanks for taking my call. I just wondered if you'd, I hadn't heard anything about it, and I, I couldn't find any information. So, yeah. so thanks for taking my call. No, hey, thanks for calling in. Thanks for getting that one on our radar. Yeah, um, maybe we'll see uh, see if we can get a, a follow-up from, uh, from uh, Representative Hinkle on the show here as well one of these days. I'll check that bill number on the legislative website here in just a second. Let's go to Ethan and Kalispell. Ethan, we got about uh, 20 seconds to go. What do you want to share? Well, I'm just a little bit concerned about the SB... Uh, SB 390 that appears did not pass with the the school money following the students and uh, just curious as to why our Republican leadership shot this down. Oh, okay, so SB 390. All right. Uh, or is it? does it still have time in the process? Uh, yeah, g- good question. All right. Uh, townsquarelocal.com and be the town square today. This is where Montana talks. Raven Harrison, great to have you here on Montana Talks. 
Are you kidding? I am so excited to be there. I'm so proud of Montana. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't even know about the spy balloon. Well done, Montana. <laughs> One of our guys on, on the radio station uh, down the hall from us, you know, on just the top 40 music station, he was, I think he was out having a beer on his back porch in Laurel, Montana, and he looks up and says, uh, what is that? And then does a little story on our website about it. And meanwhile, so did the Billings Gazette uh, photographer, Larry Mayer, and then they publish it, yeah. and we had a story, and all of a sudden, boom, they, they expose, uh, you know, what's going on. I, they, they would have never told us about a spy balloon over our heads if it wasn't for, you know, guys like Michael having a beer on his back porch, right? Insurance. For your free quote, go to selectquote.com. That's selectquote.com. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right. Well, hey, uh, a couple of great phone calls there talking about uh, some uh, specific bills in the Montana State Legislature. Of course, uh, we'll be uh, uh, talking with the Speaker of the House, Matt Regeer, out of Kalispell, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour for our weekly legislative update. Uh, real quickly, uh, House Bill 419, that was the bill uh, that, okay, you got these anti-hunting groups that want to file these frivolous lawsuits. Well, make them pay. Uh, it sounds like a good summary there. Uh, Jed Hinkle, I just uh, sent him a text during the break. I said, hey, what's the status on House Bill 419? And I just got a message back from him. It passed the state house and is now waiting for a hearing to be scheduled in the state Senate. So there you go to our uh, our previous caller there in the yak, Steve. Good news for you there. It passed the House and on to the state Senate. Uh, I'll see what I can find out about Senate Bill 390 uh, for our other caller as well. But first, let's jump right into it. we got another great guest, a great guest back with us here once again on Montana Talks. I got to see him speak in uh, Gallatin County at a GOP event here a couple years ago. Great to see in person. Always great on the radio as well. Former special assistant to President Trump, Mark Lauder. Good to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me, Aaron. I got to get back up there in person. You do. In fact, I was before we get into you know the White House uh, lying about energy policy here and how they continue to lie about uh, their energy policy, shutting down American energy. I got to speak at a uh, Lincoln Reagan dinner in Dillon, Montana, this Saturday. If you were a keynote speaker at a Lincoln Reagan in Montana this weekend, what would you talk about? Uh, well, first and foremost, I would say we've been through this time before. We had to survive Jimmy Carter to get Ronald Reagan. That's and right. so it, we're, we're right in the exact same spot again. And the benefit is, is that all we have to do is remember the Trump policies worked. And all of the candidates, whoever you support in 2024, whoever's going to run or is running, they're all going to be running on the Trump policies. Now we've got to get them back and get them back into place. That's right. I might steal that line. If I do, I'm going to quote you, though. I'm going to make. I, I always want to give credit where credit's due because that is a really good. I'll send point. you my address for the residual. There we go. <laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll save you. I'll save you some of that good Montana beef they're going to be serving up at at the dinner as well. Uh, well, 
West, you know, uh, energy here in the West is a big topic. Uh, you know, it's a big part of our Western economy. The, you know, whether we're talking Russia and Ukraine, my, my bottom line has been this, is that uh, Joe Biden has been funding the war in Ukraine really on both sides. I mean, you know, not, not to mention the American taxpayer dollars that he's sending over there. He's also funding Russia's invasion because of his failed energy policy, which has propped up uh, oil prices. But the way that he always tries to deflect from from these higher energy prices is, is through false claims. And he always falsely claims that he's actually opened up more land for drilling. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just your traditional from this administration, which is to deflect with, with meaningless statistics that don't really tell you the full picture. You know, he, he talks about the thousands of leases that are out there that the oil companies could be drilling on, but they're not. And yet they also found out earlier this week that they had to actually cut back that number because there's not nearly as many as they thought there were. But secondly, that's not the answer. Just because you have a lease doesn't mean you have the permit, doesn't mean you have all of the regulatory approvals. And then we've got to get to the fact that in the, many of these energy companies, those leases are based on what they perceive to be you know, oil or natural gas that's, that's in, in the ground. It doesn't always turn out to be that way. It takes a lot more research. And then couple that on top of the fact that you know, Joe Biden says we're going to basically make fossil fuels illegal in 10 years. Well, if I'm, gonna, if I'm an energy company, it's going to have to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into equipment and infrastructure and people to get that resource out of the ground. It may not, I may not even make my money back in those 10 years before you say you're going to make it illegal. So why would I do it? Yeah, it reminds me of a of a hunting analogy. Since day one, when the White House was trotting out these false claims about, oh well, the you know oil and gas companies have all this land available to them for drilling, but they aren't going there for the oil. Uh, it, it's like to me, it's a hunting analogy. It, it's like okay, if the government doesn't allow you to hunt on the land where the elk are at, or you can't access the land where the uh, where the elk or the deer are at, and then they respond, well, you've got all these other lands to go hunt on. Why aren't you hunting there? Well, the elk are over here. <laughs> Same thing with the oil and the gas. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it, just, it just further shows, you know, this war on American energy. We see it at the gas pump. You know, I, I find it hilarious when the president and the, and the White House press secretary stand there and talk about how gas prices have come down. Well, yeah, it's not the $5 a gallon we had last year, but it's still 338 according to AAA today, which they're going to claim credit for. Well, guess what? It was 240 the day that you took office. And so let's not forget that. You don't get to claim credit that it's not as bad as it used to be under you. And that was already, as as the economy was already bouncing back from 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 COVID nineteen, and then and then Joe Biden had to put us back under mandates, put us back under uh, threats, and and so much more. And then he shuts down the Keystone XL pipeline on on day one. Uh, this was uh this is I, I feel like this is kind of related to this discussion as well here. Uh, so. You've had this top Biden energy official. Uh, one of our listeners called him the uh, the lipstick Lex Luthor, uh, this Sam Britton character, the guy who got fired because uh, he was stealing women's luggage. And then you've got uh, Energy Secretary, uh, I think it was Granholm, laughing when she was asked by Bloomberg's Tom Keene what she would do to lower energy prices. And she, like, cackled in his face to that question. The the Department of Energy uh, under Joe Biden has just become a laughing stock, hasn't it? 
It absolutely has. And, you know, here's the dirty little secret to their, to their green energy dreams. You know, you go out and buy that electric vehicle. Okay, fine. You bought an electric vehicle. Where's that energy coming from? Primarily fossil fuels. And by the way, where is the lithium and the rare earth minerals that are going into those batteries? That's coming from China because they refuse to allow us to mine for our own minerals, our own key elements to all of this production. They are making us more dependent on China with everything they do. And if you don't see that, that's that's what China's counting on. Yeah. Yeah, well, and kind of tied in with this, I know this is kind of straying into another topic, but, you know, oh, oh, surprise, surprise. Now, uh, more and more government reports are coming out saying that, oh, it's likely that COVID-19 came from China and the Department of Energy and the FBI now are saying are pointing the finger uh, at uh, the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China as the source of COVID-19. Well, hmm, isn't this what we have been saying now for three years? And they mocked Donald Trump when he said the same thing three years ago but but our listeners have been asking some good questions why is it the department of energy releasing this report and i wonder if the fbi and the and the department of energy has become has gotten so embarrassed in the past three years under joe biden now that that maybe maybe the deep state is starting to strike back uh or or is there something else going on here what do you think well, I mean, I think as more information becomes available and the intelligence becomes available, you know, more and more of the of the mainstream media and the radical left are coming to the realization that yes, we were right all along, and uh, you know, but it's not unusual to have because the Department of Energy, the the CDC, FDA, all of them, they all have bits and pieces of all of these of all of these things, including lab technology, lab research. So it doesn't surprise me that the Department of Energy and the FBI say that. We've known it for a long time. The bigger question I have though is I hope the mainstream media is starting to have a real solid look at itself. Because how many of these things that they have told us were conspiracy theories, whether it was the lab leak theory, Hunter Biden's laptop, the the even the effect efficacy of masks and the vaccines when they were calling us conspiracies there is when they were deplatforming us when they were censoring us now two years later after their chosen candidate is in the white house all of these things are coming true yeah well and this goes back to to this story that that we're chatting with you about here at, at the start is you know the white house basically lying about uh domestic oil and gas production it, you 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 look at everything from the russia uh, collusion hoax to the covid 19 response to hunter biden's laptop to oil and gas and energy policy in america you can't trust a word coming out of the administration's mouth you can't trust a word coming out of the mainstream media's mouths anymore and that's really disturbing uh, as a former journalist uh, i started my career for about 15 years or so working in television and radio uh before i moved into politics so i'm a journalist by training and at heart i'm not one anymore but you know we, if the american people can't trust the information they're either getting from the administration and critical questions and fair questions are not being asked by the mainstream media to those in power then when we really have a crisis on our hands and people can't trust the information when we need them to, that is a bad signal for our society. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I went to journalism school at the University of Montana. Don't hold it against me. I, but we had a great crew at the radio television department. But, yeah, what, if, if you had to sum up a, a journalism school with one thing that they would teach you, it is 
question the government, question the authorities. Your job is is to question them. But no, with COVID-19, I, I was being lectured by so-called journalists about how I should not be questioning uh, the government. No, and I mean, that, that is a fundamental abdication of their, of their responsibility. There's a reason why in our Constitution we guarantee a freedom of the press, because they are supposed to be able to be free to ask tough questions, to to show some curiosity, to show some intellectual curiosity, demand the documents, and you are the arbiters. They are supposed to be the arbiters of truth, not the mouthpieces for their preferred uh, political party. Well said. Mark Lauder, former special assistant to President Trump, great to catch up with you once again. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. You too. All right. Quick break here on Montana Talks. Phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970, if you want to jump in on the conversation. Or you can send us a quick message on our Montana Talks app as well. That's a great way to be heard across the state. Uh, But the best way to be heard is to call in. We always like to hear it in your own words. 294-0970, lots to talk about. Plus, we've got uh, more of the tax relief measures, more of the Republican priority bills that are headed to the governor's desk uh, that we can highlight for you as well. So uh, we'll kick it off with your phone calls right after this. Ken in Great Falls, your first up. We'll get to Ken right after this. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right. I I was talking about the eight uh, priority Republican bills that are now headed to the governor's desk here is after the legislature now passes over $1 billion in tax relief. I only covered two of the bills so far, uh, the income tax rebates uh, bill by Representative Mercer and the property tax uh, rebates, uh, the bill by Representative Welch at a Dillon. But there's uh, several other things to talk about here, including including business equipment, tax relief, and more. So uh, I'll jump uh, back into that uh, here in a few minutes, but uh, definitely want to hear from you. The phone lines are open, 406-294-0970. Ken in Great Falls, great to hear from you. What's going on? Well, that last guy you had, I was talking about, we get all our lithium from China. We used to be the leader in lithium in this world back in the... 70s and 80s, we shut our mines down because the Chinese would mine it and pay their miners 50 cents a, a day or have slave labor do it. So we shut our mines down because it was a lot cheaper. Just like we closed 80,000 factories in this country to send the jobs over to uh, China. That's what Steve Daines did as a young engineer. He moved American factories to China. That's what the industry has done. He moved American he factories to China? That's That was his job. So he, he worked for Procter so, & Gamble, and he built American factories in China. So, That's so, what Steve Daines did. So I've heard you call in several times over the past 12 or so years supporting these radical environmental groups that constantly shut right. down American jobs, factories, mining operations, timber jobs, and more. But now you're saying it's Steve Daines who was supporting those environmental groups that was shutting down uh, all of this stuff here in America. I'm just saying what he did. He moved our factories to China. We moved our mines to China because they pay them 50 cents an hour. 
That's why the lithium comes from China. Now, we're opening up the mines back in America because of what uh, Biden is doing. They're going to open up a bunch of lithium mines in America again. They're going to be clean mines, though. That's the fact. We're going to have to make them clean. We can't build dirty mines anymore like we built in this this state back uh, in the last century. We have over 20, over 200 mines leaking toxic material into our streams and rivers right now because of how we used to do it. No, now we're going to do clean mines for lithium. Well, I, I hope you're right there. Uh, but, you know, we've, got some, we're gonna we've got some other mines that we want to get up and running in northwest Montana that uh, I know a lot of your environmental group buddies have, have been be opposing. Clean. They're going to be clean. Well, yeah, yeah. I, make sure like clean. I say, I hope you're right that we are going to develop more mines in America and that they are going to be clean. But, uh, but so far, I think we have seen nothing of the sort out of this Biden administration. We have seen the more we have seen more shutting down American jobs, shutting down American energy. Uh, but I, I do appreciate though, Ken, that that uh, that you at least uh, in talking points support more mining in America. Uh, but we want to actually see it take place because what we have seen is a radical environmental movement in this country that has been doing the bidding of the communist Chinese. I, I, I think people would agree with you on the business front that, yeah, there were business decisions that were made uh, to to move overseas. We, I, how many years have we been talking about this is exactly uh, I mean, if, if I didn't have more background, I would think you were a Donald Trump uh, make America great again uh, type of guy there for a second, because everything that, that you were just saying about the communist Chinese is what Donald Trump has been saying about the communist Chinese. And, and yet now we've got an administration that has gone soft on the communist Chinese because of all their business dealings with the communist Chinese. And uh, yeah. Steve Daines, that that claim was fact-checked as false, uh, I think, on every single time he has been elected and re-elected as a, first a member of Congress and then as a United States senator from Montana. Selling American products to the Chinese is a little different than forcing Americans to have to buy Chinese-made projects, which is exactly what this radical Green New Deal agenda that Joe Biden has been forcing upon America has done. It's it's forcing us to have to subsidize these electric vehicles, which I know you're a big supporter of the mandates. Now, if, if you want to purchase an electric vehicle, hey, that's great. Go for it. My neighbor's got a Tesla. It's cool. Uh, so I don't fault people that choose to, with their own money, go out and purchase an electric vehicle. But when you start mandating it on other people and, and using taxpayer subsidies to, to force uh, to force uh, working class people to pay for wealthy people to get to get these things, it, it's outrageous. It's absurd. And then all it has ended up doing is sending more money and more jobs to China. Uh, when Joe Biden shut down the Keystone XL pipeline, how many union workers were kicked to the curb in Baker, Montana, and elsewhere? Uh, it's, yeah, so, like I say, I, your talking points sounded great. But that's not the reality of what we have seen coming out of this administration. Uh, speaking of more mining in America, I did see – I didn't get a chance to hear this yet. I, I, I briefly glanced. I saw the Black Butte Copper Mine. You know they want to get the Black Butte Copper Mine up and running uh, near White Sulphur Springs, Montana. I, sh I saw they just shared – uh, an update on their on this uh, Montana Supreme Court case on their Instagram page for the Black Butte Copper Mine. Let, let's see what they shared. Uh, here at Black Butte Copper, 
we are preparing a final brief for the Montana Supreme Court due February 24th uh, regarding uh, a legal complaint uh, lodged uh, against our project by its objectors. The Montana Supreme Court will review those briefs. All right. Anyway, that yeah. So apparently the uh, yeah the uh, uh, there's a mine in Montana facing objections from radical environmental groups. Uh, see, this is what the Democrats will do, though. This is what they will do. They will say, "Oh no, no, no! We support mining. Yeah, we want to. We want to see." It was like what Max Baucus would do with the timber industry when he was the Democrat senator from Montana. I support these timber jobs. Tester plays the same two-step game as well. Oh no, I support these timber jobs. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then, and then, what ends up happening? Well, his buddies in these radical environmental groups, then they file a lawsuit to shut down the timber jobs or to stop the mine. And then what ends up happening? It goes before his liberal buddies, the very guys that Max Baucus and John Tester put on the federal bench, and then his liberal buddies that he put in power in the first place shut the mine down, shut the timber project down. Uh, it's it's the same two-step that we get out of liberal Senator John Tester all the time. Uh, next up, let's go to Walt in Libby. Walt, thanks for the call. Hello. Good morning. I was uh, I heard the fellow who called in um, about the mines, but up here in Lincoln County, I know of two mines and a number of uh, forest uh, projects that are being held up by uh, radical uh, judges um, that could could bring hundreds of jobs up here. I believe Lincoln County has one of the highest uh, unemployment rates in Montana because of this. Yeah. Poverty with a view. It's it's you know Libby and Lincoln County, incredibly beautiful country, but uh, yeah, finding good paying work is tough. I I know people that live in Lincoln County, Montana, that could be mining in Lincoln County, Montana, but they got to hop on an airplane and go to Alaska uh, to mine. Yes, it's a travesty. Yes, yes, exactly. I know some folks to do that too. So it's a shame. It would be underneath the cabinets, but uh, um, many thousands of feet underneath the cabinets. I'm not. I don't understand why they're holding this up. Well, it's because of these radical environmental groups. Uh, you know, they want to block. They want to block this progress at every turn, and they're the same groups that want to demand all this green, green New Deal garbage that's that's uh, bankrupting our country. And I mean, that, that's my point to Ken. Is like, okay, uh, Ken wants to blame it all. Oh, they they went to China for cheap labor. Okay, well then, why didn't you support Donald Trump, who wanted to take the fight to the communist Chinese? No, and yes. you know, and but but on top of that, okay, but but we also taxed companies out of America, and we regulated companies out of America. We pushed these companies out of America. So, uh, and and that's the other two legs to that three-legged stool that he didn't want to talk about because he supports these radical environmental groups that are the ones causing all the harm. And most of those are out of state, I, I believe, aren't they? Oh, yeah. They're all these dark money environmental groups. Northern Plains Resource Council is a you know, tiny handful of people that are funded by foreign out-of-state billionaires and other radical left-wing activists. It's all a sham, and, and it's all this out-of-state money um, because they want to turn Montana into a playground for their liberal elites. Exactly. Thank you, Aaron. Great job. Hey, thanks, Walt. Great to hear from you. Uh, next up, let's go to Robert in Billings. Robert, we got 30 seconds before the break. What's going on? Okay, morning, Aaron. I, I just wanted to send out my condolences and care for the Signal Peak miners that 
the incident that they had up there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Amen. Thanks for yeah. thanks for calling in on that. Yeah, that, that, uh, I guess that's it. Just uh, God bless y'all, and I hope everything works out for them. Yeah, three miners. If for those who hadn't heard the news, apparently three miners were injured. There was just a partial collapse in one of the underground operations. Senator Steve Daines also released a statement. I'll share uh, the statement from Senator Steve Daines coming up here right after this quick break on Montana Talks. Phone lines are open for you as well. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. They just raided Mar-a-Lago. How did the FBI treat Hillary Clinton, who had more top-secret classified information on her private servers than Donald Trump had in a secure room that the FBI had complete access to anytime they wanted it, because they're the ones that asked for the padlock to be put on the door of, of the room where they eventually found documents, and they could have taken them the day that they were there. Nobody would have stopped them. But Hillary Clinton, you know, what do we have with her? Oh, no prosecutor would ever prosecute, and she had far more top-secret classified documents than anything ever found at Mar-a-Lago. She was never raided. No prosecutor would ever prosecute. That was in the July of 2016. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. I want to remind you about something that you wouldn't think could happen, but it can, and it's people can steal your home. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real, and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you but Home Title Lock does. They want to give you an absolutely free, no obligation uh, verification that your home is still in your name. You register for 30 days of protection for free. Just go to Home Title Lock. Eight. That's 800-508-6108. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. It's not too early to talk to your child about drinking. For tips on what to say, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Montana Governor Greg Gianforte joined us in studio for Wednesday's Montana Talks in our statewide hour. If you missed it, the full audio is now on our Montana Talks podcast. That's right. Go to MontanaTalks.com or better yet, download the Montana Talks app for your smartphone and you can get the full audio. All the caller questions to the government does not guarantee future results. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana owned. Online at GrizzlyGoldAndSilver.com. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, thanks to Robert and Billings uh, for calling in about that story. I, I know there's a uh, Billings Gazette story. I think KTVQ Television has a story as well. Uh, the Signal Peak Mine, uh, the that's the coal mine. That's an underground uh, coal mine operation uh, south of Roundup, Montana. Yeah, apparently they had a, a partial collapse in, in one section uh, of the mine. Three miners were injured. Uh, 
Montana Senator Steve Daines uh, sent out this statement, uh, let's see, last night. Uh, quote, hoping for a full and speedy recovery for the three Montanans injured in Tuesday's mine collapse. I've reached out to Signal Peak's CEO and will continue to stay in close contact with folks on the ground as the investigation uh, continues. Uh, so that was a statement uh, sent out by Senator Steve Daines last night. I uh, got a message on our Montana Talks app here. This one comes from Mike in Belgrade. You know, we've been talking about the news coming out of the Montana legislature with the transmittal deadline uh, uh, coming up tomorrow night at, at midnight, I believe. Uh, they've got a lot of bills that they need to get done and across the finish line before tomorrow. And so uh, we'll talk more about the tax relief in, in the 9 o'clock hour because we're, we're getting short on time now, and I want to sneak in one more caller here. But Mike in Belgrade says, have you seen House Bill 181? This would allow a non-teacher to run for the superintendent of public instruction. Mike in Belgrade says, how can an individual with no education experience effectively serve in such a vital role i would actually disagree on that one mike i think i think that legislation would be great uh you know we've got a great superintendent right now elsie arnson who's been a legislature but she also was a teacher for 23 years and that's great but i think there are some incredible leaders in the in the business community who could really bring some vibrancy and common sense to our schools as well uh, so I, I just, you know, I, I, I think I think we need to open it up to where more people are eligible to run for OPI, because all too often it just ends up being these these uh, these people that come from within the swamp that are, you know, that come from within the uh, the educational bureaucracy and from within the the teachers union, uh, uh, you know, ranks. Uh, and and I think we need to open that up. I think we could have. It, it'd be like saying, well, well, you know, Mac Long was never a snowplow driver. Mac Long never worked for the DOT, so he shouldn't be the, the head of the DOT. Yeah, but he's worked in construction. He, he can bring real-world private sector experience to the table, and that's which is what he's doing. So, so I actually I think they do need to open that up so we don't just leave the power with the teachers' unions. Uh, hey, uh, speaking of power, some of you, you finally got the option uh, to, to be retired and, and to have all the time to do all the things you've always wanted to do. But maybe you don't have the power that you once had before because you've got pain. You've got pain in your back. You've got pain in your knees, pain in your hips. Well, let me tell you about an option that might restore that power for you, that might give you that energy back. QC Kinetics uh, specializes in what is known as regenerative medicine. What they can do is they take, they take the healing properties that are already in your body and then they, 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 they put those healing agents right back into your achy joints. So they use your body to heal your body. They get you moving again without the pain, uh, whether it's knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, you name it. So especially with, with you know spring right around the corner, you're going to want to get out there. You're going to want to be active. Don't let the pain hold you back. You can get a free consultation with local medical professionals right now. Call QC Kinetics, 406-201-6263. That's 406. 201-6263. Uh, let's see. I think it's Tim and Billings on the phone line. Tim, sorry, we only got 30 seconds to go. What do you want to share? Real quick, Aaron, on the OPI thing, look at the Chancellor MSUB. I think their military experience is one of the reasons why MSUB is having such a successful run here lately. But 
I wanted to talk about Ken and his hypocrisy. Has he got his electric vehicle yet, or is he still waiting on that unicorn? I mean, I know you're too much of a gentleman to call him out on that, but I'm not. I'm a <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask him about the electric car. Yeah, I was going to ask him if he finally got his electric car yet, because he was on a list the last time we heard, but I thought, ah, I'll be nice for today. All right, Tim, thanks for the call. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is mommy's jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council.